Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to have so much fun because we're going to be talking about how you look and how you come across when people see you. And a lot of people think, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's vain. It does matter. And it is okay to be a little bit vain, but it, it really is very important. So please join me in welcoming my wonderful guest today, Sarah Jones Thomas, to our program. Welcome, Sarah. How are you doing today? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. Great, great. And I always love having my fellow C-Suite Networkers, Leadership Global Women on because they have such great information. Um, and, and it's just part of how we do business now, right? We network online. We make these fabulous connections. And then we help each other out. You know, that's just how we, we function. So let me tell people a little bit about you and then we'll dive in. So Sarah Jones Thomas is the CEO and founder of Status Design Studio and Sarah Jones Custom Apparel, a fashion designer, educator, and innovator in the custom clothing genre. Sarah is dedicated to serving her custom clothing clients' needs by taking a deeper dive into who they are, what they do, and what they love. A public speaker and previously a fashion illustration professor at UNT, Sarah has over 20 years of experience in the fashion industry. Clearly, you started when you were four. <laughs> so, you know, I, I love, you know, I, I love this. And I always want to find out from my guests how they got to where they are today. So tell us a little bit more about how you got to here and discovered that this is your passion. Well, I will try to give you the short version. Um, I, I mean, since childhood, I have loved clothes, getting dressed, um, just every aspect of the fashion industry I always really enjoyed. And I know even um, in you know, junior high, high school, mm-hmm. my, when my mother was getting dressed, I would help her pick out outfits and I'd mm-hmm. sit in her closet. And that was some, mm-hmm. kind of some of our quality time was while she was getting dressed, mm-hmm. I had her undivided attention. Mm-hmm. So I would uh, help her merchandise her look basically and get dressed and choose what she was wearing. Mm-hmm. But in high school, you know, when you're choosing a degree when you're right. going to college mm-hmm. and they say, you know, what do you like? What do you mm-hmm. like? Well, mm-hmm. I loved clothes and fashion and stuff, but you don't think of that as a, I didn't think of it as a, right. at the time, I'm like, that's something I enjoy. That's mm-hmm. not a job. And you weren't one of those big name designers that we hear about. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, but really thought like, what do I enjoy? And I knew mm-hmm. I loved clothes and outfits and just that transformational power mm-hmm. of a good outfit. And I also really appreciated architecture and I mm-hmm. loved looking at architecture. It was mm-hmm. so fascinating. It was beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. So I actually, so I applied to a number of colleges that had mm-hmm. fashion design and one college in the entire U.S. at the time that had both um both majors, fashion design and, and architecture, maybe yes. you can uh, which is Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri. And I mm-hmm. thought, you know what? 
And I did get in. It's actually a very good school. Um, <laughs> but I decided, you know what? I don't think that St. Louis is where I'm launching my fashion career from. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like, no offense. I was like I said, it's a very good school, but I decided to go to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles. Okay. And, um, loved it. It was such a beautiful campus, such an amazing environment because at the time, and this was when it was only a two-year school. I also, mm-hmm. I, after I graduated there, went on to UNT to get a Bachelor of Fine Arts. Mm-hmm. Just, I wanted that four-year degree. So I basically got the fashion design program twice, like from mm-hmm. two sets of instructor- okay. mm-hmm. instructors. But I loved my experience in LA, aside from the fact that the city and the weather, everything was lovely. Um, but there were so many people mm-hmm. with that same interest. In right. So it, it both mm-hmm. gave it credibility to me as far as that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and I just really enjoyed everything about learning all the different facets and, and they focus more on here's how you have a fashion business. Here's how you crank out design. Here's how you oh, okay. mm-hmm. really get this in the stores. And it's a real like mm-hmm. here's business. Mm-hmm. And I transferred to university in North Texas, which is an art school. You know, I have mm-hmm. a bachelor's um, bachelor of fine arts from UNT mm-hmm. and a lot of, I even remember my, for, for my senior collection, when I presented the, my sketches and my ideas, they were like, this is, very sellable and people will buy this and wear mm-hmm. this. This is great, but this is for the runway. So if you could make it weirder and harder, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so, um, which I did, I got second place, best collection, mm-hmm. the winner at denim, first place mm-hmm. at denim. I'm like, well, you can't get more marketable than denim. Mm-hmm. But, um, and um, so basically did all that. And I, and I will say that my senior year of design school, I will, I got a number of scholarships, mm-hmm that I had applied for and one, I got second place, best collection at my school, mm-hmm. fashion group international, also the competition where I got like first and second place in the mm-hmm. cotton uniform category and an honorable mention in, um, um, in the evening wear, like special okay. occasion thing. Mm-hmm. And I will say the thing that was so pivotal about that, I don't say that to say like, I won some awards. It was, mm-hmm. it was the first time for me that I felt like I've been in class, I have all these other students and it's like, okay, you're making A's. That mm-hmm. just means you did the assignment that doesn't Right. Help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but when you're peers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it felt very validating of like, oh, maybe somebody likes what I'm doing. Maybe mm-hmm. like actually, you know, maybe this is a good direction for right. me. Mm-hmm. I felt very validated mm-hmm. um, for that. And definitely just, um, so, so that's, so I went to design school when I was in LA, I worked for a designer, which was mm-hmm. great. Um, came here, got a little more retail experience and I already had some retail experience mm-hmm. and then worked for a shoe design company, designing their handbags. Mm-hmm. And, um, when that j- kind of project was over, I, um, did consulting for an online fashion magazine about mm-hmm. shoes, um, uh, which was kind of fun. And it, it was, it, it paid the same as my last job, but was part-time. So that, yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. So, for this consulting job, but I, um, so that's when I kind of started working on some styles that I wanted for myself for mm-hmm. events and everywhere I went, people were like, Oh, I love that. Where can mm-hmm. I get one? All these things, which word to the wise, if you're planning on starting a fashion business, those people are not going to buy your clothes. No. <laughs> so no. <just> like, 
um, you know, and I thought like, oh, well, I could. And so I, I went to a mentor of mine and said, here's my idea. Here's what I have. What do I need to do to wholesale this? And she's like, okay, you know, I had two styles. She's like, you know, get five styles, three different fabric ways. Mm-hmm. And then you can, you know, present, show at market and mm-hmm. do start. This is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Find a showroom, all these things for wholesale, you know, find sewing contractors mm-hmm. and people that can fulfill the orders, all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. So, so that's what I did and started and started that in October, 2008. Wow. Was right before and a presidential election. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. and every store that came in, they said, like, I love this. This is so great. But we're waiting to see what. Yeah, we don't know what the economy is going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, as a new business owner, thinking, okay, which candidate winning means you don't need clothes in your stores? But right. you know, yeah, and why? <laughs> <laughs> but then definitely learned more about, okay, are they buying conservatively? How was their consumer confidence level? Like mm-hmm. um, all of these different things. So it really was, um, that, that, so that was, so that's where I started. My business mm-hmm. was at the bottom mm-hmm. <laughs> of everybody's consumer confidence and everything. But it was really a great place to start because I mean, all the stores that I was approaching, they either were doing great or going out of business. So I, you know, was able to find, okay. Right. This yeah. And, and why, why were they going out of business or why were they doing great? For that. And then I, the only, and then, so started in wholesale, wholesaling to boutiques. Um, at one point, my clothing line was in over 50 specialty boutiques around mm-hmm. the country and had some sales reps mm-hmm. kind of in the Southeast and mm-hmm. uh, was doing very well. And then um, really just started going more direct to consumer, mm-hmm. um, starting about 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. And that sort of brought me right before the pandemic where mm-hmm. I had gone more direct to consumer and, um, doing kind of event selling mm-hmm. and pop-up shop type type thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was so January 2020. I was like, okay, this year we're not going to wait till last minute. We're going to mm-hmm. all these shows in advance and make sure that we have our, you know, really our schedule schedule set. And we did. And so, of course, you know, I think just March and April alone, we had four or five selling events canceled. Nice. Oh no! Everything. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, everything. set up, so it was all canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that gave us time for reflection because I had been I had been spoiled on where I could make fun new things. All my collection is made here in Dallas. All my mm-hmm. sewing contractors are here. Mm-hmm. I do the patterns and um, source all the fabrics and all mm-hmm. the things. Which I love fabrics. One of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. But, um, so really got to do that. And so I had been very spoiled before where I could just make fun new things a couple of days before an event or something, mm-hmm. you know, for that, get it all knocked out and then just show up and say, look, mm-hmm. it's my new things. And people could see them and touch them mm-hmm. and feel them and all this stuff. And so going from that to, okay, everything's remote. Everything. Right. Yeah. No, no more in person. Mm-hmm. No more in person. So it's like, okay, so does that mean, are we going to photograph all these things? Mm-hmm. Are we going, and even a lot of styles that if it was um, like a limited edition fabric or something, I couldn't get a lot of, I'd make a sample, mm-hmm. but I was holding the other fabric for whoever ordered it, you know, right. for which mm-hmm. I would have it for your size or what mm-hmm. you were needing. Mm-hmm. And um, so then it's like, well, okay, do we take all the pictures and write the descriptions and do all this online thing? for a dress. And okay, is it an evening type thing? And are people even doing those? Yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the good news, the good news is that I did realize, okay, in the pandemic and as everybody's come out is 
all of my clothing is very comfortable and, but looks nice. You look dressed, mm-hmm. but you feel very comfortable. So that is good. Cause that's on trend right now. Right. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. We want comfy. Mm-hmm. It's working in their sweat. So as they start mm-hmm. to like, okay, do I need to elevate up all this stuff? At least it's still comfortable. So I've got that going for me, mm-hmm. but, um, but, but, but did some reflection in the pandemic as many people did and really said, you know, who are my favorite clients? Who are my best clients? Mm-hmm. Who do I, um, uh, who do I enjoy working with? And over the years, some of my favorite clients that weren't an off the rack size had said, you know, Hey, I'm kind of a medium here and a small Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Suggest. And I would say, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll make it for you. Cause Mm -hmm. I like them Mm -hmm. and I have the fabric and Mm -hmm. the one that they, you know, the alternative being, can you edit this? You know, can you tailor this for me. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that will fit somebody else just mm-hmm. as it is. So let's just make you another one. If I still had the fabric, mm-hmm. obviously if I didn't have the fabric, then I would, you know, we could um, make some edits as needed. But so, so for eight or nine years, I had a number of clients that just because they asked, I had been doing custom mm-hmm. things for them mm-hmm. or making it. And so as I started reflecting, it was like, who are my favorite clients? Mm-hmm. Those were my favorite clients, people that were happy and thrilled that I would do this for them right. and very appreciative. And they mm-hmm. loved what I did. And just, you know, obviously if you're asking someone to custom make something for them, you liked it. It wasn't just a, on mm-hmm. a whim. I decided I'd do this. And so those are my favorite clients that were just the easiest to work with and, mo- and most appreciative. So mm-hmm. really thought, okay, instead of, Hey, you, you over there, you should want to buy my clothes. Right. Uh-huh. Next, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. who actually really, who is attracted to me? Who's chasing mm-hmm. after me? Who was your perfect client? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's get more of those. Like, let's mm-hmm. get more clients that I'm in that love me and I enjoy working with. Like, right. yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where the offering the custom came about. Mm-hmm. So since October, we have offered um, customization mm-hmm. and so what, what that initially looked like was like, you know, here's a number of dress samples and here's five mm-hmm. different necklines and five mm-hmm. different right. lines and five different sleeve options. Mm-hmm. And just to show the example and then say, Hey, we can do this. So if you like that neckline and that hemline, and that's, mm-hmm. that's the, the right. first iteration of mm-hmm. custom is just choosing from parts. Mm-hmm. Right. But also like, I, but so it's anywhere from just, I love that, make it fit me mm-hmm. and we'll take their measurements and make it mm-hmm. fit them. Um, all the way to, I have this vision or here, you know, or here's, here's a sleeve I love and here's Mm -hmm. a skirt I love and different things. How do we make this into one outfit and what Mm -hmm. fabric would that be in? And I like that. So, so really, um, so it's been really fun. Get in again. It's basically, I think, again, like I think everybody did after the pandemic, what do I want to do? Like, what do I enjoy? How do Mm -hmm. I make my business? Where where am I going to be most happy? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so selfishly, I am offering custom to people mm-hmm. because they're my most mm-hmm. in, in, right. you know, favorite clients. I love it. You know, and so many people do what you were doing before. They don't have a niche because they're thinking, I have to try to sell as much as I can to as many people as possible. And unless you're Walmart, that's not going to work. And even Walmart knows who their market is. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, the more you can define here is my perfect customer, mm-hmm. the better it is. And obviously that's going to be smaller numbers. And that's scary because people are like, but I have bills to pay. And then, But those people then are willing to pay more because mm-hmm. they're getting exactly what you want. And, you know, whether it's custom clothing, custom marketing, custom, whatever people are mm-hmm. willing, you know, and then you've got the people who, who want generic. Okay, fine. That's yep. for somebody else to work with. Yes, exactly. And that's too, I love the topic you brought up is 
instead of one of the kind of things that we've, one of the ideas that we've kind of embraced on this journey of custom Mm -hmm. is offering women. And I, since I've done custom, I do have a couple of male clients too. So it's Mm -hmm. not, not, but most of my repertoire is Mm -hmm. women, but offering them kind of just a switch because right now most people say, you know what? Okay. Here's whatever clothes that they need or want or an event or something. And they go to the mall, to stores, mm-hmm. boutiques, mm-hmm. wherever it is they shop, even if it's mm-hmm. online, they go someplace with something in mind mm-hmm. and they have to find something like, let's see if there's something that's close right. enough to what yeah, I want. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I want a blue top that, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. And then they settle for, okay, well it's green, but it's cut right. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so giving them that option of, you know what, you can have what you want. Right. It's just the combination of styles because how many times have you, I mean, you have beautiful red hair, blues and greens i'm sure mm-hmm. look matt your colors and things so you're like mm-hmm. okay you know that's the color that looks good on you mm-hmm. and you know what styles are tend to be your favorite or what looks good on you so mm-hmm. finding again just so even just simple things like finding that combination right. i mean how many i mean i, I bet you have mm-hmm. gone to be like oh this color is great i wonder mm-hmm. if this style will work for me this mm-hmm. is one of my colors eh, i wonder if you know versus having just all the pieces right. and, and also same thing like you might see something that's beautiful but you wish it just had a little more sleeve mm-hmm. or less right. or, or- Long was a little longer. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. All of the things. And, and you know, that's been one of the things that I have found is, you know, I go into stores mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I feel really old. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because I'm like, I'm you know, I now my legs I think are probably not half bad, but I don't need to show that much of them. You know, <laughs> not at this age. Or, you know, or yeah, you're right. You know, the, the, the top is cut different. And I think especially with women, you know, we do come in so many sizes, shapes, whatever. And, you know, that's great if you are that size that the store envisions, which is usually what, like a size four, a size six, you know, with, with, you know, no curves, no, you know, or, you know, all these various things. And so if you don't fit that, yeah. then things don't fit you right. Right. Exactly. And trust me, on the dresses option, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. um, I'm 5'11", and there's plenty of times people will, like show me, I'm like, oh, is that a tunic top? What is that? Yeah, just, yeah. Because you're thinking, oh, okay, we got to wear, you know, iron like, pants ah, under there. <laughs> yeah, cover them. That is, yeah. So I have, and it's, I mean, even, so I've always, things look long, things look shorter on me than they, right, because you're, you're are. just very tall and yeah. thin and uh, yeah, you're, you're very model. You have that, that, that figure. Yeah. But, and then what's funny is that even when I was doing like wholesaling and mm-hmm. selling to boutiques around the country, mm-hmm. I mean, tons of my clients are like five foot, five, two. I mean, yeah. And maybe a little curvy or a lot curvy. A lot curvy. Yes. A lot of my, my, my natural style that I design generally is very figure forgiving, mm-hmm. flattering. I do a lot of asymmetrical lines, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. again, draws your eye right. down and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so even though I happen to be very tall, mm-hmm. um, a lot of my clients are petite and mm-hmm. have, um, and, and so the, and I really just have learned over time. It's like, no, the proportions really do matter. Right. You can't just shorten it. You can't. Well, and I mean, I have friends who, you know, bless their hearts. They're, they're so petite. They're shopping in the children's section. How embarrassing is that? <laughs> you know? I'm sure they have only so many cat sweaters they can have, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, there, so yeah, it's- I, I cannot wear Hello Kitty again. <laughs> 
you know, and, and we talk about this, but it is so important from a business perspective as to how you're coming across. And, you know, it's, it's funny because before we started the program, you know, I was, I was laughing that, you know, I was underdressed because you look gorgeous. You know, your hair is done. You've got earrings, necklace, very, very, you know, lovely top. And I've got a blue polo shirt on. And, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, at least I got blue. I mean, you know, my stylist told me blue, you need blue. Right. Um, and, you know, and I was never, you know, a slave to fashion. Sure. But th- now that I do not go to in-person meetings, it's gone downhill really fast. <laughs> you know, and I'll just admit that. You know, and, and I think that's the hard part. You know, I we laugh and joke that I, you know, part of the reason I don't go to, to in-person is that I don't want to have to put shoes on. But, you know, it's still so easy to, you know, we, and, and we judge people, right? You know, when when we're on calls with people. And you see people who look nice. And then the people who have their scruggy, dirty t-shirt on, <laughs> you know, you're thinking, which one am I going to spend my money with? And, right. you know, and, and it doesn't matter what they do. I mean, that really is. And and when your first impression is somebody on a screen, mm-hmm. that makes it even worse because we're not looking at how they carry themselves, you know, the, the whole outfit, you know, all of those things. We're just seeing from, you know, mid chest up. And so mm-hmm. it's your hair, it's your makeup, it's. You know, and and yes, gentlemen, you know, depending on what you do, you might need to have your nose powdered, Um, you know, and, and, but it, it, you know, so talk to us about this new world where our fashion is just from our, our, you know, mid, mid range up. Yes. Well, it's interesting. I've, I've mentioned before, I've been on a number of Zooms talking about this, um, discuss this topic. And what's interesting is here's the two main points that I'll bring up is one, yes. We're, we give each other a lot of grace. Everyone knows they're working from home. There may be an animal or a child or some sort of interruption for that. But at the same time, you have to think, <clears throat> yes, they're going to give us grace. Mm-hmm. But what can I do to set myself apart from the competition? Right. What can I do mm-hmm. to, in this circumstance, mm-hmm. just try to have that little bit of extra professionalism to give them confidence that in this situation, whether I'm working from Mm -hmm. home or whatever the situation is that I can still do the job. Mm -hmm. And I think again, when it started, it's like, Oh, everyone's figuring this out Mm -hmm. and different things. But again, it's like, you know, don't be afraid to try to, you know, get one up on the competition Mm -hmm. presenting your best self. Mm -hmm. And that's lighting. That's what you wear. Mm -hmm. Uh, We discussed before brighter colors, Mm -hmm do better on zoom. They just Mm -hmm. just look better. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, trust me, I'm a designer. I live in black. I Mm -hmm. love black. I wear black all the time, but I've noticed on zoom to stand out in a crowd. Mm -hmm. If you are in a zoom of 15, 50 people, depending Mm -hmm. on what that is, um, lighting, you know, simple ring light. I had bought one a long time ago for 40, 50 bucks or something. I found one recently. It was like, $30 $30 at Guitar Center that I just saw. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah. what mm-hmm. I have. I'm going to pick that mm-hmm. up while I'm here. So just some simple things to do, mm-hmm. you know, paying attention to your background. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and I don't want to be, anyway, a lot of people use the virtual backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, sure. I hate virtual backgrounds. I'll put you it know, out there. I hate them. <laughs> I feel like, what are you hiding? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And and sometimes it is. I mean, like, you know, they do the, the, yeah. the, uh, a fuzzy background because maybe their office is in their bedroom. 
Right. You know, and and not, not everybody, you know, and, and so they're not wanting to show the bed back there and, right. and those things. And that's okay. But, you know, so many people, they, they either don't have a good enough inter- internet connection or they don't have enough processor speed on their computers to mm-hmm. be able to have a good virtual background. You know, we're, we're not, you know, we're not the sportscasters, you know, we're not the TV people. Right. You know, we're, you know, and, and so when you move, half your head disappears <laughs> or you glow, you know, I love the glowy ones or the people who, you know, I, I interview a lot of authors and so they'll have the virtual background and I'll say, hold up your book and they'll hold it up and it doesn't show, yeah, you, um, you know, or a part. And so then they're trying to, okay, I'll, I'll hold it in front of my <laughs> face yeah, and, you know, and, and all of these various things. And, and so it's just so much easier to have, you know, a five foot space, you know, even if you're just putting, say, a screen behind you. I know some people who have done that and it works lovely. Mm-hmm. You know, they've even hung things on the screen to make it look, you know, look better. But it's yeah. pretty easy to be able to have a nice background. Yeah. And I've, I've actually seen people that have a green square of fabric behind them, just yep. into the wall. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, because then it will work. Again, mm-hmm. you need to see their work well, or, and I, and I get that a lot of people want to put, you know, their, um, I had a Zoom before that they'd kind of basically have their business card. Right. right? Mm-hmm. They want their logo. Yeah, well, you so know what? My logo is here. It's printed. <laughs> you know? I say I'm partial to that. I won't, I won't like beat you up too bad for virtual backgrounds because definitely it's better than mess for sure. But just try to be thoughtful of what that looks like, how that comes across, make sure you're contrasting that Mm -hmm. background if you're going to use one. Mm -hmm. I prefer real backgrounds. Just again, I think, again, not having parts of your face Mm -hmm. tweaking out. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say, Ooh, I'm not going to do business with you, but I'm still going for that. (laughs) But then on the apparel and hair and things like that, like you said, it's, um, the good news is like, you only have to work with here. So right. find, find the I don't have to put shoes on. <laughs> yeah, so find the color that looks good with your complexion. If you, you know, if you're a woman, like a few accessories, I think are helpful just in general, um, adds a lot just mm-hmm. for those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I mean, and even there's, there's filters that will make you like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got the filter <laughs> on. <laughs> those are great. You know, it's for that, but I think generally speaking, just, um, overall, you how you present yourself. Don't be afraid to go that little bit of extra mile because and it's sort of like your friends. Like, of course, you can show up and mm-hmm. whatever, and your friends are still going to love mm-hmm. you. Right. Like, but mm-hmm. keep in mind, even though the lines do blur, I mean, mm-hmm. like a lot of my clients become friends, friends mm-hmm. become clients, mm-hmm. just because of the nature of what I right. do. Mm-hmm. But don't be afraid to put that best, that best self forward, I guess. Is the right. thing. Yeah. We're, we've gotten so like, Oh, nobody cares. We're all doing this. But as a business owner, that little bit, that little bit is going to really, I think, take you the extra right. mile mm-hmm. and, and, and help give some confidence to your potential clients mm-hmm. if they're not already. A right. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, there's other tricks. It's, it's funny. My background way back was in media training. And so I trained people who were going to be doing interviews. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we learned things like don't have a top on that has a really busy pattern because a lot of times your camera can't process that. And so then you get this weird effect. Um, watch the jewelry because, you know, if you've got, say, the big dangly earrings on, or I've seen this happen with gentlemen's cufflinks, you know, where they will catch the light and, you know, all of a sudden they're doing things. And, and so, yeah, no, your earrings, because you just, 
barely uh-huh. see them. I mean, they're they're an accent as opposed to hey, look at my earrings type of thing, um, you know. And and it's it's really funny. I was uh, interviewing a gentleman for you know for the podcast, not too far into the pandemic. So we were all still, you know, really now I've been virtual forever. And so, you know, it's, it wasn't a big deal for me, but it was so funny because he's a financial planner. And, and when we think financial planners, a lot of times you think of them as in a big part as to how they appear. Um, You know, I want to see if somebody's going to be managing my money, Maybe a thousand dollar suit's not a bad thing. Now I'm not going to know a thousand dollar suit from a hundred dollar suit, but I, you know, <laughs> but you know, all of those things. Oh, so, fix them well, right. yeah, and, if yeah. and and so he and I started. You know, we were doing our our pre uh, chat thing, and he had this. He was in front of a gorgeous credenza. He was he was a very handsome man. Um, had just you know the right touches of gray. I mean, you know, you looked at him and you went, he can manage money. Um, but he, and he had on a polo shirt. That was logoed, you know, it was very appropriate. And I said something about, you know, this gets posted on YouTube and he, I got deer in headlights and he said, do we have to do that? And I said, no, it is entirely the guest's choice. Um, and he said, no, I don't want, okay, fine. Um, and, and he said, I never talk with a client if I'm not in a suit. And that was just part of his image and his persona. And so even something as casual as doing a podcast, that mm-hmm. was just part of his image. And and I thought, you know, good for him to to know that that was part of who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their personal branding and what, mm-hmm. how you, there's little things that you're associated with. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. um, I definitely feel like general like some of the easiest things you can there there are so many things that you can use wardrobe as a tool with your clientele yeah I know people who have you know very wild glasses Mm -hmm. and you always know okay they're going to have yellow or red or whatever I mean that's just part Mm -hmm. of or a bow tie right um that's just how you associate them definitely you know and and it, it really is it is part of your branding. And I think that's what so many people forget. And, and it's okay to be casual. I mean, you know, it's, but, but there is too casual and, and it also depends on what you're doing. I mean, you know, that gentleman who was managing money knew that people would trust him in a suit. Now, you know, like I said, he looked perfectly fine to me, but, but yeah, I mean, that was just the thing. And, and, you know, clearly you're always going to look good because mm-hmm. you're talking about fashion. I mean, if if you came on even in a nice t-shirt, nice polo shirt, mm-hmm. we might go, hmm. Um, you know, and, and so it is it is part of your brand. And and so for people who are going, it doesn't matter, or it is just being vain, mm-hmm. it does matter. Um, you know, and, and I think that's that's what people need to remember. I think the biggest thing, because nobody wants to admit that. Your appearance matter, you know. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. because people, it does seem vain and all of those things. Yes, I mean, people know that it does, but mm-hmm. nobody wants to say, "Okay, here's what you need to do: mm-hmm. get a new outfit, get a new right. wardrobe." Mm-hmm. And, and the way that I would say it is that what you're, what you choose to wear, mm-hmm. is a choice, right? And mm-hmm. whether you let some mannequin at the store mm-hmm. decide for you, somebody gave it, whatever that is, mm-hmm. somehow somebody chose that outfit and mm-hmm. it came home with you. Right. So however that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It got into your closet. 
fire into your closet. And so even people that, I mean, you know, it's like the, the devil wears Prada, not choosing is a choice. And I think people underestimate the tool they have at their fingertips mm-hmm. to, uh, because it's, it's nonverbal communication mm-hmm. right. and people can't help, but so when they say like, oh, I you know, judge them by their appearance, mm-hmm. people can't help that they're nonverbally, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, they're subconsciously mm-hmm. processing that because mm-hmm. when they meet you, everything, they're trying to figure out how does this person right. fit mm-hmm. in my life? Mm-hmm. How does this person, what are they telling me? The words mm-hmm. they're saying to me, is mm-hmm. that congruent with what mm-hmm. I'm subconsciously? Right. And visually really is our very first impression. Definitely. And what I, I mean, a lot of my clients that are women business owners, mm-hmm. That especially if there's any kind of creativity in their job, they their wardrobe tells their clients, you can trust me, mm-hmm. you can trust me to have good taste, mm-hmm. you can trust me to have good decisions, right. I'm gonna bring you a quality mm-hmm. product. Um, those and that's subconscious mm-hmm. because and I know myself, I have the hardest time when I have people that come and say, Hey, like I'd love to be a makeup artist on your mm-hmm. next shoot. If I don't like their makeup, mm-hmm. right? Makeup, I'm mm-hmm. like they might be the best makeup artist in the world. And I am so sorry, but mm-hmm. I don't trust you right, to have right. a good taste because mm-hmm. you chose that god awful color that you're mm-hmm. wearing. And mm-hmm. I would never tell them that to their face, right. but subconsciously, mm-hmm. any so uh, there's so many jobs, mm-hmm. so many things that it's like, if I don't know you have good taste, mm-hmm. you might be able to get the job done, but that makes it so much more work for me mm-hmm. to create versus if I mm-hmm. find someone, right. especially a creative. Mm-hmm that already, mm-hmm. oh, they already have good taste. They can see, that photographer can see the good lighting. They can mm-hmm. see the good pose. I don't have to micromanage everything to get the shot I want. Mm-hmm. If I can find those other creatives to, that that I trust mm-hmm. they have good taste and I know they always deliver a superior product, then it's easy. But right. if I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. everything's yeah, done. And, and because we have so many other choices. I mean, that's, that's the thing nice. is if there's one little thing, we're going to go to our next choice. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, and we've all seen bad examples of, you know, of, of, of people, you know, years ago, I, we were interviewing this young woman and she was young. I mean, I'm not even sure she was 21. So she was very young. It was, you know, kind of a, an, a, an assistant position in a, an, a company I was working for. And, you know, she wasn't going to get the job. You know, aside from anything else, her resume had typos. I mean, there was just a lot of things, but I, you know, I, I pulled her aside afterwards and I said, can I help you with, with some advice? And at that point I was still, you know, I was already probably old enough to be her mother, but, um, you know, I, I told her, I said, okay, we need to, and she said yes, because, you know, she, she really, and so I tried to be very careful. I didn't want to offend her or hurt her feelings, but like she, she had a suit on, which was great. You know, she knew to wear a suit for this. It fit horribly. Um, you know, it was way too small for her. She was a, a large girl. She was tall. She was curvy. And, and it was probably two sizes too small. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, she spent the whole time pulling her top up because we were about to, you know, show the world what you didn't want to see. And then her skirt was also so short that she was very self-conscious about that. And, and of course, what happened was, you know, the second she'd pull her top up or pull her skirt down, that's where your focus went. And, and, you know, and, and all of those things. And, and she said, but I can't afford it. And I said, I know that darling. And I said, I'm not telling you, you need to go spend $500 at Macy's on a suit. There's consignment stores. There's goodwill. I mean, you know, a lot of times you can find 
some pieces that are perfect for what you're wanting at that point that aren't going to cost you a fortune. Definitely. Definitely. And it's, I've had the a similar experience. I was at a women's luncheon not too long ago. And, and again, you, you feel bad judge. I mean, I'm, I'm always looking at people's wardrobes because I want to see like, what are people wearing? Right. What do they, it's just strictly from a research mm-hmm. standpoint. It's like, what do people, what do people, yeah, wear? what's the trends? Mm-hmm. You know, how, what did they choose to wear? Because A, I need to make sure that I have the offerings in line, what they need and everything. And I'm sitting at this table um, of a group of women and I didn't know any of them. Um, I had a guest that she was running behind. And um, so I'm saying, I'm just, I'm just looking, I'm watching. They're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they said hi to, you know, they were talking to me as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like observing and I'm looking, I'm like, did I get sat at the intern table? Like what yeah. is happening here? Like, Cause mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking across the room and I'm like, why, you know, just kind of ill-fitting, mm-hmm. just not just rolled out of the bargain bin. Mm-hmm. It's raw, you know, again, nothing wrong with it, but just, mm-hmm. and as I start talking to these women, Harvard graduate, attorney mm-hmm. for Toyota, starting a nonprofit, right. mm-hmm. women business owner, women, mm-hmm. one of them was a custom designer, sort of, I won't go there. Hers <laughs> <laughs> are like a little home zone. And I'm like, okay. Um, and I'm just like, ladies, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to my, I, you know, and again, it's like how to say this, but so much talent mm-hmm. and accomplishment right. and pr- things they're mm-hmm. working on. I mean, just an impressive, mm-hmm. impressive group of ladies mm-hmm. that I was sitting there talking to and they were, I mean, ambitious and all the things they're doing. And it's like, until someone finds that out about you, mm-hmm. you look like the intern. Right. That like the way yes. that you described. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, help yourself out, mm-hmm. be taken seriously, mm-hmm. be given credit for your accolades. I mean, like I said, these were accomplished women. And that's what I want is for again, these women that I know, it's mm-hmm. like people judge so much before they get to talk to you. Right. So and and whether we like it or not, that's know, the way it I, is. I can't change how the world is and how our brains process and how they see you. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing too, that it's like wardrobe can be such a tool mm-hmm. to elevate you beyond right. what your actual accomplishments mm-hmm. are. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it can right. make- Oh yeah. I mean, there are times where I've been like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, a gentleman or a lady, they just look so incredibly impressive. I mean, you know, a man with a nice suit, cufflinks, you know, polished shoes. I mean, let's, let's remember everything. I mean, you know, you go head to toe and you get down their shoes are dirty and you're like, Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are times where that first impression is holy cow. Um, you know, and, and eh, is it a shortcoming on my, you know, but could be, but we all do it. Yeah. You can't help it. Yeah. Again, your brain subconsciously is processing. How does this, how does this person fit into my world? Is this somebody I want to know? And the good thing is that, you can have clothes that fit you. Like I said, whether you found right. them at Goodwill mm-hmm. or consignment mm-hmm. shop or have them custom made, mm-hmm. like there's so many choices of clothing out there. Um, you know, I always say first thing is style, mm-hmm. next thing is fabric. Like mm-hmm. again, the better fabric, mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. just wear right, it. Right, because fabric lays differently on you. It does different things. Yeah, mm-hmm. Definitely. And then of course, fit. You want it to fit properly. And the and the biggest thing, like, what did you say about your interns? Pull in and fishing. Yeah, your, the clothes fit properly, and you're confident. You mm-hmm. love that. You feel right. you mm-hmm. feel like I'm wearing the exact right mm-hmm. outfit for this occasion, mm-hmm. and you can show up and do whatever it is you're there mm-hmm. to do. And whether that's mm-hmm. dinner with your family, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's a 
board meeting or a business opportunity or any of those things that, that, that pulling and touching everything. Even, you know, the, the too small, the too short, the whatever. Yeah. You know, distracting for them is distracting for you and you don't get to put your full stuff out because you're Mm self-conscious and I'm sure you have put on an outfit before that you feel like a million bucks. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Your demeanor is different. Mm -hmm. You're beaming. Mm -hmm. And I, I always tell people it's, I have a lot of interior designer clients that it's like your wardrobe is part, just like as an interior designer, like, is that extravagant to have a beautiful place to live or work and have things decorated? Mm-hmm. Maybe, but it is a quality of life thing. Mm-hmm. When you have a beautiful environment, mm-hmm. you perform better, the right. f- you feel better. Mm-hmm. And your wardrobe is part of your environment mm-hmm. and how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I, again, it's a tool. I feel like mm-hmm. it's a tool of empowerment that mm-hmm. Just for being intentional about it and intentionally communicating, um, you can really, again, it's, it's just a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Right. For that. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you mentioned fit, you know, fit really is, you know, and, and especially for women, I mean, you know, and, and we all have different shapes, sizes, all those things. And, you know, I remember one time I, I went to now, it, this was a major conference. It was really, really important. Mm-hmm. And, a lot of men, you know, and, and it was just, you know, the, the, it was, it was, you know, dealing with construction work, but very high. I mean, it was hard to explain, but anyhow, there were all these men there and the presenter was an engineer with the state. I mean, you know, all of these things and her, she knew what she was talking about. I mean, this woman was sharp. She knew what she was doing, but every time she raised her arm to point her top, showed a good two or three inches of her little tummy and bless, bless her. She hadn't done sit-ups in a really long time. <laughs> and the first time she did it, nobody does anything. Second time she did it, you start to have the giggles, right? You know, the, and, and third and fourth time when she, and she has no idea what's going on because, you know, she put her arm down her top and go back down. She didn't know she was basically flashing all of us then. And this was, this was mortifying. And I still can't believe that somebody did this they went on stage and they told her and you know, I mean, you could see, she just, that was the end of her presentation. Um, you know, and, and now what she did was she buttoned her jacket. I mean, you know, and, and so that solved the problem, but yeah, it was, it was one of those things because he didn't get distracting, you know, the more she, and, and you, you started waiting for it, you know, Oh, look, she's going to raise her arm again. And so, you know, I tell people know what you're going to be doing throughout the day. You know, if you're going to be gesturing, if you're going to be uh, for women, if you're going to be bending over, let's not be showing the girls. I mean, um, you know, and 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 it's just, you know, simple things. But again, it's just, you know, it, it is we do judge people by it. And whether it's right, whether it's wrong, you know, it's just what happens. Yeah, I always love um, one thing is when you think about who are you dressing for? Mm-hmm. Um, I always say, I was like, women, we dress for other women mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially right. in the workplace. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like, you know, I want an outfit that I feel like my peers are mm-hmm. going to appreciate because right. it's mm-hmm. a lot of more fashionable outfits. Mm-hmm. Other women are the only ones that appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, the guys are like, there's so yeah. many trendy type things mm-hmm. that aren't mm-hmm. as beautiful as mm-hmm. some traditional things. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other thing is like, or are you dressing for a date or your husband or mm-hmm. something? Right. I'm going to wear, a, you know, a thinner heel mm-hmm. on a date with my husband mm-hmm. than if I'm dressing for the girls. And we have that chunky, cute shoe. Mm-hmm. That I got, right. You know, yeah. Those sandals that everybody's going to die for. Like mm-hmm. certain things that are edgier or funkier 
that aren't necessarily as feminine or sexy. Mm-hmm. So again, it's who, who's your target market or, you know, I mean, for just for the day, for the event. Right. For the mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing that I love about fashion. That's so powerful is that every little detail that we mm-hmm. choose it's communicate something. Mm-hmm. It's we can make it, you know, artsy, edgy, mm-hmm. right. more, more sensual, mm-hmm. you know, how, how are you wanting to mm-hmm. show yourself more feminine mm-hmm. or more I'm in charge. I'm the power boss. You know, mm-hmm. there's all of these details and they all subconsciously communicate. And mm-hmm. it's just so powerful that again, just using it intentionally. It's mm-hmm. a tool in your tool belt to use right. intentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one of the things I do, I work with people on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and their pictures. Oh my gosh. Their pictures just drive me to distraction on LinkedIn because, <laughs> you know, the, there are those that have headshots. Well, they're, they're all headshots, right? But, you know, even when you have them professionally done, it's not, you know, and, and, but I was talking to a gentleman one time and I told him, I said, and he had asked me, I never volunteer. I mean, you know, it's like you, you know, you're not going to go up and go, oh, honey, no. Um, you know, he had said, you know, look through my LinkedIn profile. And I said, okay, you need a different picture. And he's why? And I said, because first of all, it's, it's a nice picture, but I can tell it's your wedding picture because he picked his favorite photo, right? He was, and, and, you know, he was, that was the happiest day of his life. I mean, all of these things. And he said, well, how'd you know it was my wedding picture? I said, because men don't wear white silk ties. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, and I said, but more importantly, you never, ever, ever, ever wear a suit anywhere because what he did, he wore the polo shirts that were logoed. And I said, it's okay to, 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 to have that as your LinkedIn picture. Because again, there's that mismatch. I mean, you know, if I see somebody's picture and they're in a suit, I'm thinking, is he going to be able to come do this work? Um, you know, and, and, and so I tell people, you know, kind of match, but you know, I also, it drives me nuts when I look at somebody's LinkedIn picture and they've edited out somebody else, you know, and, and I love the floating hands. Those are always really fun, you know, because somebody has got their arm around them. And so there's the floating hand, um, or, you know, they, they, yeah, (laughs) it's like, man, there's no amount of Photoshopping that can get rid of that. Right. And you can only cut so close. Um, but, or, you know, they, they have a background that is so busy that it's distracting or, you know, all of these things. And, and I tell people, you know, you, again, you need to understand it's the first impression and, and hello, it had better be current, you know, and, and of course for women that we were talking about this before we change our hair colors, we change our hairstyles sometimes, you know, daily, but it, it needs to be current. You know, I don't want to look at somebody's LinkedIn picture and know it's 20 years old because then I'm thinking, have they kept up with the business world? Um, you know, especially because it's so easy anymore to get a, you know, a picture that is suitable for LinkedIn, you know, your phone will take it. No selfies, no selfies, no, no. Um, but yeah, you know, and, and because you, you can't get the angle right on a selfie, you know, for, and, and, um, you know, so we're going to be looking down, looking up, looking, so whatever, you know, no, have somebody else take your picture, have that nice background, all of those things, because, it is. It's the first impression. And the really worst offenders are those that have no picture at all for whatever reason. And I'm like, no, no. Or a dog or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm, or they have their logo. I'm like, no, this is your personal LinkedIn page. Do not have, you know, I want to see you because I'm doing business or wanting to, to connect with you, not your logo, not any of those things. Um, you know, and, and, 
yeah, first impressions it, it, until, you know, started with, you know, caveman all the way to whenever first impressions are still going to be, you know, that, that look, um, you know, and, and how do you want people to think about you? You know, it's interesting. I read a thing a while back and it was talking about when you introduce yourself to somebody, they say, don't say your name first. Mm-hmm. They say, wait about two mm-hmm. minutes to that because they say the first two minutes, your their brain will not retain that information because <laughs> your brain is so mm-hmm. busy subconsciously mm-hmm. placing who is this mm-hmm. person? Where do they belong in right. my life? Are they, do they belong in my life? You know, there's, they just, there's so much subconscious mm-hmm. brain work that is going on in those. Interesting. First and I've always remembered, cause I am the worst at names. People be like, hi. Oh, mm-hmm. And three seconds later, I'm and I've, I've just got to where I ask again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. there you this one minute ago. What is your name? Because mm-hmm. I am, you know, I'm the worst. But when I read this, I was like, that makes so much sense. Your brain is like, who is this person? Why are they, you know, and it's when you're even trying to decide if you want to have further conversation with them. Yeah. And so there's all of these things, but again, your brain is subconsciously, again, Mm -hmm. nobody's saying like, I'm going to critique their outfit, Mm -hmm. but subconsciously they're like, how do they get this? Um, I am so sorry. Oh, we love it. Wait, wait. Okay. Bring her on camera. Okay, come here, Scarlett. Hello, my darling. How are you? See, this is what I, you know, because I think it's so important for our kids to mm-hmm. see this is what mommy does, you know, and, and, you know, and, and so she's just absolutely precious. Thank you so much. So I'm going to, hold on one second. He's just going to participate and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I love that, that, that we are thinking, you know, uh, because I'm, I'm like you, I'm not really good with names. And so, you know, and, and that may be it is I am processing all of these other things about them before it even gets to what's your name, um, you know, and, and so, you know, to, to be able to remind somebody later on in the conversation you know, what your name is, maybe that's the point where you had in the business card or, or whatever. So that way you can really focus on, on them. Um, but I love that. I love not really saying your name until you get a little bit further on in the conversation. Yeah. I think it makes a big difference. And really, it just points out to me because what is going on in that two minutes before. Mm-hmm. Right. And we are where, you know, I think it is, you know, uh, if, I mean, just think about what, what we're doing. You know, they've, they've walked up and you're thinking, okay, they interrupted us or when is dinner or you know, all of those other things that are going on in our brains to, to really be able to, to function. But, but yeah, it is, it is those impressions that we get of people that truly show us, you know, do we want to work with them more? Do we want to introduce them? All of those things, um, you know, and, and, and I'm the first to admit that especially because of the pandemic, I've gotten incredibly lazy with how I look. You know, I've got the polo shirt on where the collar's just not going to behave and, and you know, all of these things. And it's really pretty simple to have taken care of that. I mean, I could have just had a different top on. I could have had, you know, a little piece of jewelry. And now, now here's my trick. I've got some of these things. You're going to love this. And so right over here on my thing, um, because a lot of times I wear t-shirts. I mean, I'm just going to sit here and, and wear a t-shirt, but if I want to jazz it up, I've got these necklaces that I can just add 
And, you know, it's not quite so obvious, I think, I hope, that I'm wearing a t-shirt, um, you know, or scarves. I've got a, a basket of scarves that are behind me. You can't do them in the summer because we're going to smuffocate. But um, I will put a scarf on and then I, you know, I think, I hope, like I said, that I have just increased how I'm looking when I'm, when I'm online. Definitely makes a big difference, those mm -hmm. little details. Yep. Yep. You know, and it's, it really is, it's something that, you know, it, we can have that little bit of control over. There's so many things that we don't have control over. So why not have control about how you look? Definitely. And that's the thing. And like I said, it's that intentional choice and just think like, who do you want to be? Uh, one of my favorites, um, one of my favorite marketing campaigns, I think it was for Omega Watches or something. Um, it was like Cindy Crawford and whoever the James Bond person was saying, yep. who will you be in the next 24 hours? Mm -hmm. You know, and right. I just love that because that's the tool that wardrobe is, you mm -hmm. know, think of um, movie mm -hmm. producers, um, all this stuff. They have wardrobe people because mm -hmm. they're creating characters. Right. Mm -hmm. right. You know, and it is something where, you know, how we are looking, it, it, you know, it is really putting us in our best, you know, putting our best face forward or not putting our best face forward. Um, you know, it's just, it really is one of those things. We've only got about five minutes left. And so I really want you to tell people what are the services that you provide and then how they can connect with you. Great. Well, thank you. I, um, you know, I design a collection that can be purchased, you know, extra small to extra large, mm -hmm. but again, we will do custom. So okay. we can, and whether that's customizing just to your size, mm -hmm. customizing the features and details of the garments or completely just starting from scratch saying, Hey, mm -hmm. I have this idea. This okay. is my vision. Um, I would love to co-create with people and mm -hmm. bring that to life. And again, I take kind of people's ideas and put them through a designer's lens mm -hmm. so that it turns out better than you would have mm -hmm. imagined for that. And yeah, my website is sarahjones.shop. Um, that's and you've got beautiful pieces on there. I mean, they're just absolutely gorgeous at very reasonable prices. We tried to keep, um, you know, doing it direct to consumer. Mm -hmm. We really want that customization piece to be kind of fit into mm -hmm. um, what a normal retail price would be right. for the garments. Um, mm -hmm. We try as much as possible to keep that in, but keep mm -hmm. the quality high. And like I said, everything is cut and sewn here in Dallas, Texas. So mm -hmm. I, I love that because that, and that's actually very important to a lot of people. Yeah. So I really like that. I mean, I love, I mean, my sewing contractors and everyone, they're grateful for the work mm -hmm. and the job. And, um, and again, and I, and I do think more and more just having that, um, I mean, I, I pay them well for that. Mm -hmm. Like everything's just getting more, right. and more mm -hmm. for that. So I think they're appreciative for mm -hmm. that uh, living wage type, right. um, compensation, but yes, I, um, would love anybody that wants to co-create or um, if they take a look at the collection or are interested, I would love to speak with anybody about that. And also um, I'm always willing to do a little 30 minute design consultation okay. um, complimentary for anybody. Right. So even if they're just wanting to know whether they're interested in the collection or if they mm -hmm. really want, Hey, here's my problem area or here's what I want to do. What do you suggest? What type of styles mm -hmm. would right. my body mm -hmm. type? 
Um, I'm always interested in helping mm-hmm. women empower themselves mm-hmm. to be more um, intentional about their wardrobe and communicate how they want to communicate. Right, right. Yeah, yeah because we all are different shaped. Um, you know, and, and the thing we also need to remember is that shape changes as we change. Um, you know, whether it's you've had children, you've aged, I mean, all of these things, you know, are, you, I don't look like I did when I was 20. <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah, so, you know, it's just, it's just things that have changed. And, and it is, you know, you mentioned it before when you put on something and you know you look good. Mm-hmm. You walk different. You talk different. I mean, it's just all of those things that come with it. And maybe it is. It's your, you know, sometimes it's your most comfy t-shirt, depending on what the situation is, you know, then, then that's perfectly fine. But, um, but yeah, it's, you know, we, we really do. I think it's, it's more important when we look at the opposite, you know, when, when we're wondering, how do I look? Yeah. Then, you know, we're, we might not be the first person to speak out. We might stand back, you know, in the crowd. I mean, all of those various things. And it really is pretty simple to, to take care of that. Yes, I agree. So I want everyone to feel like a million bucks when they walk out of the house. And again, be there to be present to um, for what they want to do. You know, like they're there for some reason, whether it's personal, mm-hmm. whether it's professional, mm-hmm. that should be their focus. Mm-hmm. Not, I hope I'm wearing yep. the right so yeah well you know this really has been absolutely delightful and you know i i love talking with you i think we need to continue this conversation because it is you know it it is something that that i think is very important um to to folks and so but until then do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with i would just say um you know dress how you want to feel you know use that wardrobe tool to empower how you want to be seen and how you want to feel when you go out and just think of it as um, who will you be when you're going this place? And I think, and again, it, that's, I think that actually brings the most authenticity because you can be intentional about what is inside and help bring that outside. I love it. Well, I have been having so much fun talking with Sarah Jones Thomas. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.